Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dental Download Podcast. My name is Haley, and I'm your host. Today, we are joined with another guest for this episode, but before that, I do want to do a quick little intro. I have the time this week. I want to sit down and be a little bit thorough with you. I'll be saving the big updates for our episode coming up in a few weeks. I finished my semester on April 22nd. So I have one final coming up this week, I have four the following week with a practical, and then four the week after that, and then I'm done with my first year of dental school, which absolutely blows my mind. It really feels like it's been a super long time in a way because I feel like I've grown so much as a person, I've learned so much, I'm really starting to feel comfortable in my space, comfortable in the school, comfortable with the idea of being around patients. But it also feels like it went by really quick, and I can't believe that I'm done with my first year. So once all that's said and done, towards the end of April, I'll be making a full D1 year recap, and then I'm also going to make a separate episode related to D2 year expectations, letting you know what the schedule is, just kind of laying things out for you. But main updates, I guess, is that classes are going okay. I'm getting through. I have probably half A's, half B's, but I'm pretty happy with that. We just finished a practical. We're getting our grades back for a class two amalgam restoration. We're getting those grades back tomorrow when I go into lab. I'm spending a lot of time in lab. Last week, I finished up quite a few of my requirements. So I finished up my requirements for radiology lab. We had to do an FMX using 360 Unigrip. We had to do one with phosphorus plates and one with the XCP RINs, which are kind of those plastic colored circular guidelines that help the x-ray technician kind of put the bean against there. But so we use basically different formats. That way we know how to take them depending what they use in the office that we're in. And then we also did a pan, which is the full panoramic. And then we also did quite a few sets of bite wings using various um, formats as well. And then I also finished up my assisting requirements. So we had to assist in clinic three times a semester. Um, I'm hoping that over the summer, I don't think we have assisting requirements, we might, but I'm hoping that I'm going to go a lot because we're not in sim lab this summer, which I'll explain later again in other episodes, but I'm hoping to start assisting a lot more now that I know a better amount of upperclassmen. I feel more comfortable, like I said. They're opening up more of the new clinic, so they're so beautiful. They're great to be working in and assisting in and Yeah, I'm just feeling really optimistic. I know the next couple weeks are going to be very rough, so there might not be introductions to the podcast, but there will certainly be episodes. And of course, I am planning ahead to make sure that we don't run out of content. So I do have us scheduled all the way through the end of June, bouncing between solo episodes of me sharing more about dental school or more advice for incoming dental students, and then also more guests. And I am recording with a handful of more guests over the next couple weeks. That way we have some fresh content coming up. Next week, just as a preview, we're going to have another dentist, Dr. Deshpande, and she is just really amazing. She's so motivating. She's so genuine. She's so sweet. And we talk a lot about kind of like goals and understanding your vision for what you want to be as a dentist. She's really going to focus on special care dentistry at her practice, but we talk about figuring out what's the best avenue for you and also a lot similar to this episode, a lot about finances, but in a different way. So that episode is going to be about finances related to 
being able to start a practice, what that looks like, how you get prepared, more so the business planning aspect and less about the finances. But this week's episode kind of leads into that nicely because one thing you probably want to get a handle on first before you think about opening a practice is your student debt. So today, Dr. Caroline is going to talk all about getting out of debt. She has a business called Doctors Out of Debt. So I will jump right into that episode so you all can hear from her. Hi, everyone. So today we are joined with another guest and I will let them introduce themselves. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I am Dr. Caroline Clarisme. I am a general dentist in Manchester, New Hampshire. I'm married and I have a gorgeous baby girl. She's one. So she's always running around and walking around. I love it, though. It's fun. And I'm the proud founder of Doctors Out of Debt and also um, there's also Doctors Out of Debt group on Facebook. And I'm the proud founder of that group. And I still remember graduating from dental school. I graduated from Tufts in 2011. And I just remember I was so excited. I was finally done. All those long hours of studying, all those board exams that I had to take, the sleepless nights, they were all a thing of the past. I just remember I was so proud of myself. I was finally Dr. Clarisme. And I must say even some friends or family members, they were happy for me too. But some of them, they actually had expectations of how I should be living. Um, they had those expectations of what a doctor is supposed to look like or um, life, what lifestyle they should have, what they should be buying and stuff like that. And I still remember... Um, there was a lady at church. She um, took me aside and she's like, so Dr. Carrie's May, you should be driving a brand new BMW. Um, and I nodded, <laughs> I smiled. <laughs> but what she did, it on, so what that um, lady didn't really know or understand is that with all that pride of becoming a doctor, there was a lot of frustration, anxiety, anguish, confusion, uncertainty, and bitterness. See, when I graduated in 2011, I had a total of $250,000 in student loans, and I didn't even understand what I was signing back then as far as what the interest really meant, the interest rates really meant, or what the purpose of debt really was. So I was, yes, I was very happy to be a doctor, but there was an area where I was like, I, I, I don't know what to do next as far as the debt. And... I did what most people do. I hired a financial advisor that a friend of mine recommended. And months later, though, my insurance kept accruing. I had a whole life insurance that I wasn't sure if I should have or not. And I wasn't paying that financial advisor directly. And so to me, that was a bit confusing. And looking at some upperclassmen or, or the dentists, they were taking 10, 15, 20, 25 years to pay off their debt. But when I was in dental school, they were telling me like, oh, don't worry about the debt. In seven or 10 years, you'll be able to pay it off quickly. Um, but I felt lost and confused because there were so many different um, information coming my way. And at the same time, I just, wanted to, I just knew that I wanted to be out of debt. And something that really pushed me uh, is I went to a wedding 
a friend of mine in um, Baltimore, in Maryland. It was a gorgeous, gorgeous wedding. And it was a huge wedding, probably like 350 guests, huge wedding. And it was an Indian wedding. Um, and of course, all of the women, they had their nice sari and everything. And so that was a friend of mine from dental school. And she was uh, marrying someone who had just gotten his PhD from MIT. Just to give you an idea, very well-educated people, well-to-do and stuff like that. So I was always told that Maryland had the best crabs or crab cakes. I was like, I need to have some egg Benedict crab cakes then. So I remember I went um, for at a restaurant for brunch and I ordered some egg Benedict crab cake. It was delicious, Haley, delicious. Uh, and then when it was time to pay the bill, pay for my meal, my card got declined. Two cards got declined. And it was so embarrassing with having the waiter telling me, maybe you shouldn't be doing that much shopping, ma'am. And I could feel people looking at me like, you know, studied, um, saying, saying some things that weren't very nice, you know? So that was very embarrassing. That's when I said, this is it. I do not have to live like this. This makes no sense. I'm a doctor. I shouldn't live like this. This is not the dream. This is not what I had envisioned for my life. And pretty much that's when I decided um, to just go full course and pay off $250,000 in four and a half years. And now, you know, I have no debt, you know, and I'm not paying. So the money that I used to pay towards the student loans, it's not going towards creditors anymore. I don't have to pay Salime anymore. I pay my course cash. I have multiple investments and it's nice. It's nice to have the financial um, freedom, but sometimes it takes um, some experiences to really make you understand why you should be going, being out of that. And really it's been the best thing ever. No regrets, really no regrets. Wow. That's amazing that it was unfortunate that it took the little bit of a push to finally get you to realize that this is something you need to take care of, but it's amazing how quickly you were able to pay that amount off. Yes. Pretty quickly. Yeah, how I obviously you have a lot of knowledge now, which is why you're on here to share that with us. But where did you go about learning all this information about paying off debt? To be honest, a lot of it was trial and error. Um, I implemented a lot of strategies. Actually, I'm going to, um, before I forget, I'm going to um, say that I had a little, um, I guess, surprise, a little um, freebie for our listeners um, on my website. The top three strategies that they can start implementing to pay off, pretty much what I did, to pay off the $250,000 or any six-figure debt in um, a short amount of time. So it's on my website, doctorsadultdebt.com. But to answer your question, a lot of it was trial and error, trying different things. And it's important to realize that um, it's, to change your mindset because if you are a bitter person remember at the beginning I said that I was a little bit frustrated bitter um unhappy uncertain whenever you have so many uncertainties when you're not clear about what you want usually that equates a negative bank account it's very important to be positive to write down your goals and to look at those goals every single day and to be very clear, don't just say, oh, I want to be debt-free by 2025. No, um, be more specific. With For me, I had a date, an actual date. And sometimes 
I would put, so for example, I would say, um, I'm going to pay $20,000 by December 12, 2012. That's how, that's how specific it will be. And I would say from how, which income I would, from which income, from which income stream I would get um, the money and stuff like that. It's important to be very, very specific. But to answer your question, a lot of trial and error and changing my mindset. The mindset was the biggest, biggest thing, because if you keep thinking that you, that you are, pretty much that you have to live um, in a, thinking that everything is, there's a scarcity of patients or there are not enough cases or it's important to have an abundance mindset. Let's just say that. Um, to me, that was a big, big thing. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. So is there any advice you have for students that are in the process of taking out loans over these few years? Anything that they can do to maybe lessen that amount or to be planning for the future? It's important to not take out more than you need. They will offer you an amount. Don't take the whole amount. You Most likely will not need that whole amount. Do not take it out. Don't. Um, because again, that's think about it like that. It's salary that you don't have yet that you're going to have to use to pay that back. Unless you offer your investing, you can use some investment money to pay it off. But again, it's still labor that you have, you have to work to get that money to pay it. Okay. So it's very important to just not take the whole amount. Um, and student loans, interest are so high, sometimes 7%, 9%, 10, it's a lot. And on average dentists, actually not even dentists, most professional students, um, they pay on average $47 per day trying to pay off their debt. That's too much in interest. And $47,000, I mean, $47 a day, that's a lot of money. It adds up. So if you're taking 10, 15, 20, 25 years to pay it off, thinking, oh my gosh, I have so many student loans. I'll just get to it one day. But you're just paying too much in interest when you do that. And it's very important to budget, to live below your mean. Um, when I was in dental school, I had friends who were already buying the expensive cars, going on expensive vacations. Um, it's important to invest money or spend money on things that are going to bring you value. Experiences, it's good to do, you know, um, traveling and stuff like that. But don't spend a bunch of money on a Tesla or BMW. I have nothing against those cars, Haley. They are really sweet cars. But sometimes it doesn't make sense to do that while in school or if you had just graduated. Again, it's just trying to think, is that a need or is that a want? Do I just need that car or do I just want that car, you know? And again, really um, making sure that you're not taking out too much debt because that's debt that you're going to have to pay back. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So like you were saying, some students can graduate and think, I'm just going to pay the very minimum each month and I'll get my debt paid off whenever I can. So why is it a good idea to try to pay off your debt as soon as you can? It's for most people, it can be the best investment ever. And the reason why is that you have an immediate return. So sometimes you think, oh, let me go invest in the stock market or real estate. But sometimes you don't make that 7%, 9%, 10% that your interest, which is the interest that you have on on your student loans. You don't make that so quickly sometimes in the stock market or real estate. Sometimes you have to be very um, disciplined or you have to be very knowledgeable as far as picking a particular stock and stuff like that. And and that's um, something that I learned from Mark Cuban. I'm sure you know him. And that's why he thinks about student loans. And I thought that was very important to think of that, that a millionaire um, thinks like that about student loans. So it's important to probably listen to him. <laughs> and 
But really, paying off the student loans has been the best investment for me. But at the same time, you have to make sure that you are still investing in other avenues. Because a lot of students right now, they are graduating with $400,000, $600,000 student loans. Sometimes it's the salary that they're going to be getting might not be sufficient to pay off the debt. So that's why it's very important to have other streams of income to be able to attack the debt. And I always say that the purpose of debt is to create wealth. When you go to to dental school, you took out some student loans. The purpose of that was to be able to go to school, but you should be able to make that money easily or even multiply that money. When you buy a, so let me give you an example that may be easier to understand. When you go and get a car, you are taking out a car note, you are creating wealth. You're not creating wealth for yourself, but the car company is making money because you're paying interest. Um, same thing if you're using your credit card for something and you're just making those monthly payments, credit card companies are making money because you're paying interest. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's yeah, very it important to understand the purpose of debt and why it was really created. It's just to create wealth. And sometimes um, you have those small payments, um, they make it look affordable to you, but in the long term, it's going to hurt you. You're just making other people money, which is not really fair if you ask me. And I know this is probably very subjective person to person and living expenses and everything, but how would you say is a good way to break down like the average new graduate's salary going towards paying off their loans, but also you mentioned you could choose to try to invest some money to earn that way? It's hard to say if I don't know your risk tolerance, your goals, your age, and whether or not you have anything in your retirement portfolio already. It's very hard for me to say. With that being said, your focus should be your student debt, just because it's going to be, it's okay. When you look at debt, wanting to pay off debt, it should be for a purpose. Why do you want to be out of debt? And most people, it's because I want to have financial freedom. I want wealth. You know, it's important to know why you want to pay off the debt, okay? And all that is going pretty much trying to push you to um, pay off the debt quickly. Um, again, some people, they invest 5% towards um, retirement or 10%. Or sometimes if they have an employer and they have a match, they just do that with their employer. And... But I feel that if you're going to take more than three years to pay off the, um, your student loans, maybe more than 10% towards, your, um, towards investment. But again, it depends on your risk tolerance. It's very important. If you are the kind of person who's going to be panicking, if you are panicking during, um, during this pandemic or quarantine, like, like oh, am I, where am I, I going to find some money? Where am I going to do this? You know, Or if you're the kind of person who panics a lot when it comes to investing, Maybe it's better to just focus on your student loans. If having student debt uh, keeps you up at night, focus on that. You know, again, it really depends on the person. It's very, like you said, it's subjective. Um, or as well, your age. If you are in your 40s, it's better to start. I mean, it's better to definitely not neglect retirement because you don't want to just pay off $500,000 and have nothing in retirement. You know what I'm saying? But again, at the same time, it depends on how aggressive you have been trying to pay off the debt. I'm, I'm working with a client. She's a pediatrician and she she's paying back $537,965,000. 
of student loans. And she, when she contacted me, she said, Dr. Clarisme, I want to pay it off in four years by the time I'm 40. So I set up a plan for her. I showed her exactly what to do, how to go from the debt that she has to zero debt in four years. It's very aggressive, but she keeps sending me um, updates that she's pretty much, she's following the plan. Again, it depends on your goals. It's very important to know what do you want? Why do you want to be out, out of that? It's very important to actually write it down, Haley. Why do you want to be out of that? What is your goal? Because we have different goals, you know? And pretty much after you um, are clear about all those things, you can better um, decide, okay, let me put that much into retirement and put that much towards student loans. But it's always better to have, um, to invest more, um, sorry, to spend the money towards the student loans because that is pretty much like a the barrier or the obstacle sometimes or the middleman to get to wealth. Unless you pay off the debt, your net worth is still going to be negative. So you have to take care of it. You have to remove the debt to be able to have a positive net worth. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I have a follow-up question specific yes. to dentistry. I know a lot of people choose to purchase a practice to run a private practice, Mm -hmm. would you recommend waiting and paying off your debt, just working as an associate or something first? Or do you think it can be worth it because you have such higher earning potential if you go into ownership right away while still having the student loan debt? I think, again, very subjective. It's up to you. However, it might be better to have one to two years of associateship or solid GPR to actually have all of the skills that you need so that you can, when you are, have your own practice, that you don't have to refer as much, okay? So if you know that you are, you can be a pretty much, there's a word for it as far as, there's a word for it, but there's a, a lot of GPs, they do everything, implants, extractions, what kind of, if you're that kind of GP, definitely go for it. But if you think you're going to be referring a little bit more, it might be harder for you. It might take you longer to actually have a solid income. But again, it depends on where you live too. I know some dentists who do very well by just doing um, bread and butter. There is not nothing um, too complex. So it's, it really depends on where you live as well. But to answer your question, I would suggest one to two year of associateship or good GPR or AGD prior. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Are you working in private practice right now? I'm in private practice. I'm a general dentist. As, I'm an associate. And, okay. um, and I've been doing dentistry for, well, I've been a dentist for almost 10 years, but I've been in dentistry since 2004. Okay, got oh. it. Got it. Nice. How has it been working as an associate so far? Have you enjoyed I it? I love it. And the thing is that it's good to, um, when you go on interviews, you know, to see what's out there, you know, because there are different kind of associateships. I've worked in health center. I've worked in academia, nursing homes, Medicaid um, practices, corporations. I've did it. I've done it all to actually see um the differences, you know, and it's some people, they love health centers. So other people love corporations. I have friends who do very well in corporations who actually own a bunch of practices, a bunch of DSOs. So it's really up to you. But for me, it's been fine. I love it. Um, it's been, and I must say, Haley, dentistry for, 
any, I mean, for anybody, uh, I don't want to sound sexist, but I feel like it's a great, great profession for women. So you're definitely entering a great profession. And right. even as an associate, you, I still have flexibility because sometimes you're like, oh, I have to, re- I have to go to someone to, re- to request some time off. Again, it depends on the type of associateship that you have. Um, it's good to be in a position where you are content, you know, you have peace of mind. You don't feel that people are pushing you to produce all those things. And yeah, I have no regrets. It's been going well, really. That's great. I'm very happy to hear that. (laughs) Is there anything else you feel like we should talk about for dental students listening related to the debt repayment? It's good to think of ways to supplement your income at some point. Dentistry is a wonderful profession, but at some point it's going to be important to supplement your income with what I, what we call passive income, you know, and that can be done through real estate and the stock market. So it's important at some point in, the, in your career to find mentors or to start going to some courses where you can, where you can learn about the stock market, related investing or other type of investments to have that passive income. And I, I think it's important. But again, some people, they are like, nope, I just want to be a dentist, you know, and that's fine too. But it's good to to be exposed to other stuff, you know, than just dentistry. That's how I really suggest that. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. It will help make your life easier, I think, in the yes. long run, for sure. <laughs> yes. So um, I feel like that's everything we wanted to cover tonight. If people do have more questions or anything for you, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? They can find me on my website, okay. doctorsoutofdebt.com. And I have a Facebook group by the same name, just to keep it easy. And if they have questions, if they want to work with me, they can just go on the website, doctorsoutofdebt.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. You are so welcome, Haley. Thanks for having me. All right, that's the end of this week's episode. Thank you so, so much for tuning in and listening. Be sure to go back and check out our Instagram. I do have a post highlighting some of our most popular or requested episodes. So whatever stage you're at in your dental journey, there's probably an episode that could be helpful for you if you don't listen every single week or you joined maybe around episode 20, 30, because now we're in episode 50, so there is a lot of good content earlier in the series of my podcast. So I just want to encourage you to go back and check out old episodes if you think that there is anything that could be helpful for you as well. And also, I do want to encourage you to share this podcast with any friends that you have. If you're an incoming dental student, maybe share it with your classmates, especially the episode about how dental students can prepare for their first year. You could share that on your class group page or something. Um, I just really appreciate it because it helps me get the podcast out to more people, helps me help more people, and that's really the goal with this. So I do just want to thank you again so much for listening, and I hope you have a great week, and we will talk to you next week with Dr. Despondae.